South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. The prophecy is now fulfilled. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the StadiumScene.tv network. And if you are joining us, we are just coming after the 150-point slaughterfest by the Toronto Raptors over the Brooklyn Nets for their very first playoff season sweep or series sweep, I should say. We're going to break it all down. Joining me to do so is, of course, Mr. Connor Chambers of Toronto Sports Views. Bro, look, Lowry's down, or at least he was down for this game, but the Raptors still put up 150 against a shit next team. Are you are you feeling confident heading into round two? That's really fucked. <laughs> like, that's bit. really fucked. Like, how does that happen? I, I, I can't believe it. Uh, incredibly thrilled. Like, yeah. that's all I can really say. Just no Lowry. That's your heart and soul of your team. And we put up 150. It's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah. Um, but I shouldn't say I'm totally shocked because we have seen time and time again what happens when this team uh, faces adversity and loses members uh, of the squad and they just pick it up. It's always a next man up mentality. This is reminiscent of not against the talent that we faced, um, no disrespect to the Brooklyn Nets, really, it's all tongue-in-cheek, it's all fun, but uh, this is reminiscent to the Lakers game earlier in the season in November when Lowry went down and the the rest of the team stepped back up. This is sort of reminiscent of that. Obviously, the injuries weren't as detrimental because Marcus Hall was still in this game, um, but still, it, it's it gives you confidence heading into round two. Um, I'd like to believe that Lowry, it was just a precaution thing because I think everyone knew that this was going to be over in four. Yeah, and and when I saw that he had gone down, at first I was kind of like, well, uh, maybe we'll see him again. Like, it'd be nice to see him again. And then I kind of sat there and absorbed everything that happened and was looking ahead to the next series and saw where the Raptors were at in this current game. I'm just kind of sitting there looking, and I'm like, there's no reason to bring him back. There's no reason to bring him back into this game. Why do that? Why risk um, a longer-term injury for Lowry if he's kind of questionable uh, just to go over this Nets team where now, as we know, the result was a complete blow and being them, slaughtering them, 150 points. So, um, no, I'm, I'm glad that he wasn't brought back if he was questionable. I think that if this was, you know... Game seven of the NBA Finals, he'd be back. If if that was the case, I don't doubt that because I know Lowry is the bulldog that we all know that he is. Um, but uh, why bring him back? There's no rush. Let him heal up. Let him rest. Uh, avoid any stress that you can put on an ankle because ankles are really, really tricky. Very tricky. Uh, and one, especially in basketball, that you don't want to fuck around with is the ankles. You don't want to mess around with ankle injuries. Uh you do you make one mistake with an ankle injury and the way you handle it and it can be very detrimental i agree and this is the the pretty much the foundation of our team right now this is the leader of the squad even though i'm not, again i'm not taking anything away from the rest of the members of the team obviously they have their presence and they have their place but lowry today um played nine minutes of more impactful basketball than paul george has played this entire playoff run <laughs> Kawhi picked the wrong playoff P. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Man, Paul George has looked like an absolute disappointment. And I, and I know we'll 
it's the Raptors podcast and whatever. But look, this still ties to the Raptors. Kawhi left. Kawhi left Toronto and no ill will to Kawhi. I fully respect his decision and wanting to go home, but you picked the wrong playoff P, my guy. Like Norman Powell came out swinging today. <laughs> that guy, that guy was hitting everything, and he's like, I think, I think fucking Norman Powell had more and more points in this game than uh, Paul George has had in the last like three. Probably, I think <laughs> like, Paul George only had. Like. Yeah, I think he's only had seventeen or thereabouts uh, today. Norman Powell had twenty nine. Yeah. That's unbelievable. 29 so, off the bench. Off the bench. Our bench points today, I heard, and this is when we were getting set up just a little bit early before the game had wrapped up, but um, bench points when I last checked were in the 80s. Like They could have very well been in the in the 90s by the time the game was over. I don't know if it ever reached there. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see if, if we can figure that out at some point, but I do know that the bench numbers in points were in the 80s and i i, I saw um someone had tweeted out uh, oh uh pick and pod actually tweeted out they said so it seems like the 1977 wizards held the record for most bench bench points scored in an nba game with 92 okay so, wow um i don't know if we got there but we were probably close i'm looking <laughs> right now i'm doing the math right now yeah yeah, so while while you do the math, I'll kind of keep well, chatting. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, hold on. I got to make sure this is right because I just got... did it, and I want to I wanna make sure it was correct. Oh, hold see, on. then there you go. The, the, cal- the calculators come out. But um, honestly, to see starters like that go down with Fred having foul trouble and Kyle Lowry being injured, that's two major point contributors, major key cogs of your offense gone. And you still find ways to get key contributions from the bench, uh, to me is unbelievable. So that just that this team is firing on all cylinders going up against the matchup with, well, your dream matchup against the Celtics, and um, I'm I I'm so excited for that matchup because this series was a snooze fest. I'm sorry, this shit was boring, and you know what? That just means that we're champion champion mentality, right? We have been spoiled now to the point where we can sit through a series and go, well, this is boring on to the next. We never had that luxury. Like this nope. is a massive luxury, T- but truth. Um, we've never had this luxury and it feels fantastic. Matt Thomas with 12 points off the bench. Terrence Davis, Terrence Davis with 14, Norman Powell with 29, Serge Ibaka with 27, Stanley Johnson with nine, RHJ with four, Chris Boucher with three, Paul Watson with two, with brings a total of a hundred bench points. 100 bench points 100 bench points so the starting lineup scored 50 points on their own whereas the bench scored 100 points holy shit 100 100 points on the dot 100 bench points that is unbelievable let me see unbelievable so siakam with 20 og with 10 that's 30 gasol with 9 that's 39 lowry with 2 that's 41 and fred van vliet with 9 that's 50 yep Holy shit. <laughs> Stanley Johnson with nine points, though. Look, respect to Stanley Johnson. Like, nine points. That's hey, good for you, man. You get your eye. I'm all here for Stanley Johnson and Paul Watson minutes. Inject them in my veins. Let's do it. So, this. It'll, this never, hap- it'll never happen again in these playoffs. I don't no, think. No, no, no. Um, well, let's hope not. And if it is going to happen, it's garbage time in our favor. But. That's right. Um, this is the type of series that. 
you know, I walked in thinking it was going to be a sweep right away. I wasn't part. I, I know there was some trepidation, and again, I'm not picking on any Raptors fans um, that had the thought that this would have been a five game series, but. I walked in super confident because the Nets were a depleted staff. This is even before Joe Harris had to leave the bubble. Yeah. Um, Key injury all... for them too, by the way. Like, like if anyone's foo fooing that, that's that's what the pieces they had left. He was probably their second score. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And credit to Tyler Johnson for stepping up because he was yeah. pretty productive for someone that was literally kind of picked up off of off of the street. He was released literally I in, think. The in, yeah. the, in, in the street and in the scrap heaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dumpster diving yeah. at its finest, but. Um, Karis LeVert can only do so much, right? And uh, Jared Allen can only do so much. So the Raptors obviously were going to be the victors of this. And I, I, again, I don't think it was bold to say this was going to be a sweep. And here we are, first time in franchise history. It's a sweep. It took 25 years, but here we are. Um, is there anything in this entire four-game series that has, we'll start with the bad stuff, that has you concerned heading into... Uh, the Boston series, Sands, Kyle Lowry. Um, I think that they had a couple of times, and, and this is incredibly just being incredibly nitpicky, sure. where um, there there's a few times where I would have liked to have seen them control runs a little bit better from the Nets. Um, I think that the Nets, uh, you know, the Raptors would get on a runner, they would score some points, but the Nets would be right there. And mm. give credit to the, to the Nets of being a good scrappy team, considering... You know, if they have you have Timothy Luwawu Cabarro on the floor, like making buckets for you, you're probably not in a great spot as as a team. But um, you know, give credit to them for having that team mentality of fighting. But you have to, if you're a high caliber team like the Raptors, um, and I'm sure they they know this and understand this, just limiting runs a little bit better to me. Um, if we're gonna look uh, on a personal level. Um, I, th- I think I- I've been impressed over the last couple of games with Siakam's play. I think that he kind of gets um, unfairly uh, chastised and criticized by uh, other people because they assume that he's going to score 30 plus every night. Um, I- I've really liked what he's provided on the defensive end. Um, I-, I like what he's been able to do with actually passing the ball. I think he's been a great distributor mm. in this series. Um, the one thing I am a little concerned with him about is his shooting, uh, particularly beyond the arc. Um, he's had some really nice open looks and just hasn't been able to hit them. And that's kind of been inconsistent. So if I am going to pick on something with a person of impact, I'll say it's, um, Siakam shooting from distance. Uh, I like his aggressiveness and, and, you know, the way he's developed that spin move to perfection, but uses it in certain situations as opposed to always just abusing it and making it become routine. Um, I think it's really helped him, but if he can, find that consistent jumper from from beyond the arc it's going to be lethal for him he just needs to figure it out but um that's just because i expect siakam to know that too and to figure that out and i think he will and otherwise i've been impressed honestly with most if not everything of what i've seen from from the raptors this series it's crazy that he hasn't been utilizing that spin move uh nearly as often as he Mm -hmm. has been in the regular season or had been rather and og has certainly picked up on it and been utilizing it quite a bit especially in the post um if there's one thing if we're going to stick with pascal siakam um Mm -hmm. i don't expect 
world-beating, uh, you know, sort of level at this point with him. Yeah. It's, he's still raw, and there's still a developmental process going on with him. Um, I think that because he was offered and obviously accepted the, the max contract extension, people thought he was going to be a max player right off the bat in terms of talent, in terms of comparing that to other max players. Yeah. Um, I think that might have been a little hasty. I think that's more of a, a notion of what he can be moving forward rather than what he's earned. So um, having said that, I'm not displeased with his performance, but at the same time, I do need to see a little bit more, especially in this series against the Celtics. I really need to see a sure. lot more. Um, sure. He's got it. He's got to be. He's got to be that guy. He's yeah. got to be that guy for for them to to really push the Celtics because we know the scoring is going to come elsewhere. He's got to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know, otherwise, if I'm going to be really nitpicky, it's the mm-hmm. the ball handling skills or lack thereof with him. I don't want to see him yeah. push the ball up unless it's a fast break situation. But otherwise, I don't want to see him establish plays and run plays. I don't want to see yeah. it. Um, we have better ball handlers. I, if we're going to go for a third option to do that, it's not going to be Pascal for me. It's going to be Norm. Um, 100%. So uh, otherwise, you know, free throws were an issue throughout this series today. The Raptors th- a shot, I think, what around 70 some odd percent from the stripe today 72 percent compared to brooklyn's 75 whatever it's not a huge deal it's better than uh i think it was 60 some odd percent game two or whatever um yeah they need to clean that up these are gimmies and obviously that wasn't the downfall of this game it didn't at all put them in any sort of detriment um but against a team like the celtics you really need to clean that up you need to take advantage of every single opportunity that you have uh, turnovers weren't even that bad. Honestly, there was only 10 turnovers compared to the Nets 14 today. And the Raptors have been limiting those throughout this this playoff series in particular. In, in the bubble, they've been kind of tossing it away a bit. They've been cleaning it up, and I don't know if that's a, uh, a testament to them being a little bit more disciplined or a testament to the Nets' defense just sucking. Maybe it's a combination well, of both of them. It, it could, it could, it could also be a, like a testament to a shorter rotation, right? Sure. Like you start bringing in nine, nine, ten man playing with starters and they're not as comfortable playing with one another and honestly it probably just is a bit of rust getting back to playing basketball with one another um but the raptors were one of the worst teams in the bubble with turnovers and in this playoff series they did a fantastic job limiting the turnovers so um give credit where credit's due obviously nick nurse is not going to allow a nick nurse team to be like leading in turnovers that's not that's that's not his that's on his resume like he's he's not gonna allow that so um couldn't be more happy for uh for for the raptors and how they performed and um first time going up 3-0 in a series first time sweeping um now's the time to do it now's the time to just never lose ever again we're never we're never gonna lose another playoff <laughs> game it is, that's it this is, this is the beginning of of a 16 win we're 11 and 1 why can't we be what do we need 12 more wins? why can't we be 23 and one mm. by the time this this bubble is is burst right i think you can do it let's we, do it why let's not do it. let's go let's fucking 23 do it. and one um the continues. you you set up a nice little segue and it wasn't even in my notes but i'm glad you brought it up and i shame on me for not having this in my notes uh nick nurse coach of the year no surprise there absolutely no surprise there um this sort of i, solid- thought, I thought budenholzer was gonna <laughs> get it uh he's he been one coach of the year already right or yeah up he's Bro, in rather like, exposed honestly fuck that guy that guy is buns that guy sucks yeah. i don't i don't think he's a good coach i don't he's mm. got a fantastic roster i don't think he's a good coach i don't um you know given the fact that during his first year as a coach he won a championship 
Um, people will argue that's because of Kawhi Leonard, but then this season and how he's presented the lineup and utilized what he's had and the defensive scheming in particular, um, all those doubts about how good of a coach Nick Nurse is and how he rode Kawhi's uh, coattails should have been eradicated. And given the fact that he's coach a year, this should have been a cherry on top for that. Um, you know, this is the quickest that I think a coach has excelled to this level. Um, in at least in recent memory, I know a lot of people like to to harp on Brad Stevens and whatnot. But as far as I'm concerned, Nick Nurse is head and shoulders better than Brad Stevens as a head coach. Um, so would you classify Nick Nurse as the greatest Raptors coach in its franchise history? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is okay. the is the sky blue? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, is uh, is, are you gonna are, like, are you gonna wake up tomorrow? Well, I mean, I'd hope so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. Yes. Four a.m. baby. Nurse, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Nick Nurse undoubtedly is the greatest coach in Raptors history. Um, I mean, we could have said that about Dwayne Casey that he would have held that mantle. Um, playoff playoff performances aside he still was because he was getting them to those moments right um nick nurse was able to get them past and ultimately in the short amount of time that he's done like nick nurse can could retire tomorrow or after his playoff series is done and for me it would take a lot for somebody to um displace nick nurse as the top coach uh, or, or as the best coach in Raptors history, it's bar bar none. Like you do whatever you well, you do whatever you can to keep Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, Nick Nurse, the, that whole front office staff and coaching staff, incredible. They they are they are doing incredible things for this organization. You do whatever it takes to keep them around. Yeah, low key a dynasty, dude. Low key yes. a dynasty that people aren't even necessarily aware of, and it, yeah. it frustrates me. But again, it's our secret weapon in terms of the totality of how they're recognized throughout the NBA fan base, right? And this includes casuals, right? Obviously, yep. they're going to disregard the Toronto Raptors just because of the region, just because, oh, Kawhi made you win a championship, whatever. It doesn't, all that doesn't matter. The fact is that we know that Masai Ujiri is one of the most sought after um, presence in the NBA today. Bobby Webster is still being chased to be the GM or at some front office role. I think of the Sacramento Kings right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a new team every week. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Remember <laughs> the Bulls? Hey, Kevin, yeah. remember the Bulls? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kevin, your Bulls tried, but yeah. they failed. Just like they failed and everything else. Actually, congratulations to the Bulls on getting a top four pick um, ah. in the NBA draft. Um, they're still going to not do anything with it, but congratulations to you guys anyways. That's, For sure. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Danny Avia would be a good fit. Yeah. 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 Um, but you're not getting Bobby Webster. Sorry. Um, no, not. There's your consolation prize. Not happening. <laughs> so, you know, as we wrap up this series, as we move on from it, again, there was no doubt. I'm sure you feel the same. A lot of Raptors fans are feeling uh, a little, you know, over the moon for lack of a better way to put it mm-hmm. for, as a result of this victory, as a result of this sweep. Um, you know, the Celtics, this is the prophecy is being fulfilled. I said it right at the top, dude. This is what we've been waiting for as Toronto Raptors fans. And it's eerie that this has not yet happened in our franchise history going up against the Celtics in any sort of playoff matchup. And it's sort of serendipitous that it's this team, which you could say last year's team was the greatest Raptors team of all time because they won a championship. Mm -hmm. This might Mm -hmm. be my favorite team of all time Mm -hmm. this year. Um, Mm -hmm. 
going up against the Celtics now, and you got so many storylines, right? It, assuming Kyle Lowry's healthy, he can prove to those haters of Eastern Conference teams that he is as good as we claim he is. Kemba yeah. Walker, or Kemba Walker, finally excelled past you, round you, one. You said it like a Boston guy, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker excelled. Kemba Walker. Past <laughs> round one of the playoffs for the first time in his career. Jason Tatum is uh, starting to blossom like a rose. Same thing with Pascal Siakam. So you're going to see those two go head to head. Fred Van Vliet, I guess the, the comp would be Jalen Brown on the other side of the aisle. Those two will go head to head. There really isn't a presence of a big man unless Daniel Tice is going to be shooting corner threes out of nowhere again. I don't see that happening. Um but I do think Gasol, this is a matchup that he needs to improve and play at like old school Gasol. We saw a little bit of that tonight in the first quarter. That needs to happen through and through. Uh, Serge was magnificent today. If he could take advantage of the height disparity that the Celtics don't have, that'd be great. Um, and let's just face it. The Raptors bench is head and shoulders better than the Celtics. What are we, what are we worried about? Wanamaker? What, what, what are we worried about here? Yeah, you got, you got Marcus Cantor? Smart, Brad Wanamaker... Enos Cantor. Yeah. So uh, today, who started for the <laughs> Celtics? Bench. Who started for Sick the Celtics bench. today? Do we? Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Was it? Um, so the was it... the Celtics today had a starting lineup of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Daniel Tice, Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart. All right. So Smart that depletes their bench, right? Because Hayward's because, not playing. Because Hayward's not playing. So right. you so Smart slots in, and then you put. Brown uh, probably at the three and Tatum at the four. Yeah, to see it, it, uh, that, the, see Hayward. Hayward is it. Hayward's a key piece to this team because he balances everything out. Like you can, you can then slot. Um, I guess Tatum's always been a, the four, but like you can slot Marcus down into the bench and he's a fantastic piece off your bench. Oh, I, yeah. I like I like Marcus Smart off the bench. I think he's a great six man for that team. Provides that defensive intensity, but also can give you buckets when you need it from him. Um, no, I mean not consistently, but like he he's proven to to give you that oomph and that 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 power when you need it. But um, it's you you look at the bench. The bench today was Brad Wanamaker for 18 minutes, Enos Cantor for 16, Semi Ojale for seven, uh, Grant Williams uh, for six. Romeo this is all Lake garbage, four, garbage at and, the end. Yeah, yeah, and Robert Williams for two. So. They were rolling a seven-man rotation, really top-heavy on their starters. Mm. Uh, one of them gets in the foul trouble; they're 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 in trouble, trouble. <laughs> like not even just foul trouble, like team trouble. They are in big trouble. Um, without having Gordon Hayward, you now don't you have like you said a, a much more depleted bench. Um, our bench just put up a hundred fucking points. <laughs> yeah, a hundred points. I would love to see the. Any any team's bench put up 100 points. I, I think we have the best bench in the league. Our depth is is fantastic. Um, always, always, always undervalued by everybody because they don't realize the consistency of Norman Powell this year. They're not paying attention to um, what Serge Ibaka can provide for you. Like to even even guys like Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas is pretty automatic <laughs> off the bench. Like that guy can hit shots when he needs to. Uh, Anything that's sort of around those guys, you know you can count on them for minutes. Our, our, look, Stanley Johnson got nine points saying he doesn't even get PT. Yeah, but garbage. He got nine points. Garbage. Oh, I, no, no, garbage, garbage. I'm just saying, like, you know, the, our depth is fantastic where if we have an injury, we can overcome it. 
Whereas the Celtics depth, they lost Gordon Hayward and they're scrambling to find bench pieces. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, man. And it's if I'm a Celtics fan, that's what I'd be worried about because mm-hmm. I look the 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 Celtics had the luxury of sweeping their respective series too against the Seventy Sixers, and I don't want to crap on the Seventy Sixers too much, but oh, I do. Fuck okay. them. Okay. <laughs> sure. They, you know what? You know what, Philly fans, you deserve every bit of this. You deserve every bit of this. You guys were like, oh, well, we were four bounces away from like going to the East Final. No, you weren't. You were a visionist fuck. You were four bounces away from going to overtime, overtime. which you probably would have lost. Overtime. Not advancing. Overtime. All your crying videos about you guys breaking down. Oh, we lost. Yeah, you know what? I don't care. Rebuild again. Brett Brown's garbage. I hope Joel Embiid requested trade. Ben Simmons, you didn't develop him properly because Brett Brown sucks. And uh, Elton Brand is the worst executive in basketball. The guy, you you picked this guy off the street because he had some relation to you guys from before playing with you guys. Oh, well, if he played, he can manage a team. No, he can't. Elton Brand does not know how to organize a team. He does not know what needs to work. You let Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick walk for Tobias Harris and Al Horford. You deserve every bit of this. I, I and you guys were just so vocal at the beginning of the year. Fuck you guys. I am so sick of Philly fans. Yeah, Done. I was. I was. Yeah, I yeah, was. You, were, you were vocal too, but like you, you. Uh, uh, I, I, I love you. So You'll give me a pass. Look, okay. yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you one pass. That's thank it. you. But I don't want to hear it again from you. No, like, no, never again. Look, speaking of Tobias Harris and Al Horford, did you know Marco Fultz has hit more threes in his playoff series than them combined? No, combined. I didn't know that. That's a yes. fantastic stat. Yes, and the guy with the most broken jumper. Got yes. it fixed. Yes. And, and in that, Orlando. Oh, in Orlando of all places. Yes. yes. The player development capital of the NBA, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Found the magic elixir to fix Markel Fultz. I yep. love it. More than I hope I, I cheer for Markel. I hope he does well. I hope he does. But you know, going back to the Celtics, I do anticipate yeah, this sorry, series I, to go the distance. If it at the very least it's gonna be six games. Um yeah. maybe seven. I, I'm I'm pretty confident that will go the distance to seven because these teams are so similar um but you look at today's minutes played right marcus smart going 43 kemba walker going 36 uh, i'm not even going to include tice because I, I don't know how much of a presence he actually is on this team for right. for mega minutes but jalen right. brown 41 jason tatum 40 those last two brown and tatum i can see them yeah. going 40 minutes a game if you're throwing walker out there for 35 plus and marcus smart for 43 plus or 40 plus you're gonna get gas quick especially yeah. with uh, walker's knee concerns no way especially if this goes the distance they're not gonna last they're not going to be able to keep up and that's what's no. great about the raptors depth is that they can they can supplement these minutes so uh, assuming even if lowry isn't 100 and he's on a minutes restriction to about 25 minutes that's all you really need Right? That's all you need. And let's not forget, this is a guy that played in a goddamn fucking mitten in the playoffs last year, right? I almost forgot about that. I That image in my head is, oh, mwah, yeah, beautiful. I on. love it. Because, like, you're, you're spot on. You don't need... See, the thing is, the Raptors don't need 40-40-40-40-40 no. from their starters. The Celtics need 40-40-40-40-40 from their starters. You run that for four series. If the series go deep, like the Celtics got fortunate with having a couple blow games and a couple close games against the 76ers, but, but even they did 43 have... with Marcus Smart today. Oh, 
yeah, that's that's horrendous. Like Marcus Smart playing for you, like they're going to get gas. And when you run your guys for those type of minutes, you're more prone to injury, yeah. aka Gordon Howard. Uh, Gordon Howard, Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward, yeah, Gordon, Hay- Gordon Howard. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you run your guys for longer, that will happen. It's just fact. If you're mm. on the court for longer, you're more susceptible. You then start to get more fatigued. Your muscles start to to you know fatigue and cramp up, and your body just shuts down. Um, I love the fact that they got played so many minutes in in the 76er series. Even though they went four games, they'll still have a rest. But still, it puts unnecessary strain on the body but they it's out of necessity i don't blame them for for playing them that long because they don't have a choice who else are they going to play right right and you know you look at today's matchup but again it's kind of unfair to compare the raptors matchup today with the celtics matchup today uh raptors won by what was it 30 plus and or thereabouts and the 76ers lost by four points against the celtics today but still og and obi played 26 pascal siakam played 33 he was the minutes leader tonight with 33 mark saul played 21 (laughs) kyle lowry like i said played nine but you imagine it would have been a little bit more we'll give him like 25 if he was actually going to play fred van vliet played 19 because he was in early foul trouble can't have that matt thomas with 25 minutes that's pretty good terrence davis with 24 norman powell with 24 serge abaco with 20 stanley johnson 12 rodney hollis jefferson 12 chris boucher 10 see this is what i'm saying it's evenly distributed yeah. Right. And again, this is this is a misnomer because th- they just slaughtered the Brooklyn Nets tonight. So you can't really anticipate that against the Celtics. But still, you mm-hmm. can imagine that that the depth that the Raptors have will supplement those minutes evenly. And if there needs to be someone that needs to pick up the slack on any given night, they'll be able to because they're not trotting out there 40 minutes a night. Right. And I know we have a game in between to rest. But again, when you're dealing with injury concerns or rumored injury concerns like Kemba Walker, this is going to be something that's going to be lingering, at least in the back of my mind as a Raptors fan. And I'm sure if it's on the back of my mind, it's going to be a little itchy thought to the back of uh, Celtics fans' minds as well. Well, it should be. I mean, yeah, when I was watching the 76ers series against the Celtics, um, catching a few games and seeing, oh, yeah, Kemba's just checking in and he's on a minutes restriction, obviously return from injury. Um, they kept saying that, but the minutes restriction, he's like, if his minutes restriction is 35 or whatever, that's not much of a minutes restriction, man. Like, that's that's more than what Pascal Siakam, our minutes leader, played today. Obviously, different scenario. But um, regular season games and playoff games are not the same. Like, right. you can play 35 minutes in a regular season game and have the intensity of a playoff game that's 35 minutes be way more intense, right? Like the, the games, 35 playoff minutes are not 35 regular season minutes. Right. That's all. Right. And look, who on the Celtics bench, now that Marcus Smart has moved, you sort of alert, alluded to it earlier, now that Marcus Smart moved to the starting lineup, who are you afraid of? Who's the biggest guy off their bench? Is it Wanamaker? Okay. Uh, today, like I said, he scored, what was it, two points? Off the bench today again. I don't even. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not even sure. <laughs> yeah, he scored two points in 18 minutes of play today, right? And again, this is a close game. One right. of one of six from the field. So throughout this entire playoff run against Philly, he scored a combined 18 points. A combined 18 points, right? Who are we worried about when it comes to the Celtics bench? I know the starting lineup is kind of killer. I'm not taking anything yep. away from it, but when you, who on this lineup it scares you more than if you were a Celtics fan than Norman Powell, than Serge Ibaka? Who? And Cantor, obviously. 
<laughs> there's only one right answer, and it's Ennis Cantor. But no, I honestly, brutal, brutal. Benches, the bench is atrocious, um, and they have no right to be trotting out more than seven. If they do, it's a disservice to the the fan base and the franchise because they don't have even an eighth guy to trot out there to be like, oh yeah, you like. Here's the thing. Here's here's the sad part. If Patrick McCall was on the Celtics, he'd be playing 25 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad their depth is. And we are like, do not let this guy see the floor. I know he's hurt. I get it. And I wish him a speed recovery, all that. But we're like, do not let this guy see the floor. Don't let him get playoff minutes. He's, he shouldn't He shouldn't get them because we have so much depth. If that, if he was on the Celtics, he'd be getting 25 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I think the Raptors are going to rest on this series. They they need to bring out the defensive intensity because the Celtics are going to do it right back at them. Again, yes. I when they lost to the Celtics earlier uh this month uh when the bubble first started, I did not buy the whole oh, d- you know, coach uh, Nick Nurse is holding things close to the vest, not revealing strategy. I don't necessarily buy that. I think that yeah. the Raptors just got outplayed. You know, you don't yeah. you don't go what is it seven and one in the bubble and keep things close. You you have to try yeah. to win that game. This isn't a team yeah. that mails it in. This is a team that wants to win every single game. Um, so the defensive intensity needs to be stepped up. They need to move the ball around a lot and create open space by utilizing the picks. They have to do this. They have to move around. By doing that, it will get the Celtics a little bit gassed. It will get them run fatigued a little bit. Maybe not game one, but you'll see it as the series progresses. And again, the Raptors are going to win this game off their bench. Look, we talked about Norman Powell. Maybe that's even an unfair comparison to the to the Celtics bench. Fine. Who on the Celtics bench scares you more than Terrence Davis? And I, I'm not even kidding when I no, say I'm, that. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm literally sitting there going, yeah. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. Terrence Davis would be the sixth man off the bench in the current state of the Celtics without have them having Gordon Hayward. Sure. He sure. would be the sixth man. Sure. Yeah. And deservedly so. Yeah. Yeah. And it, right now, if um, Kyle Lowry does miss time, you know, knock on desk, that doesn't happen. But if he does yeah. miss time, you would imagine Norm Powell gets a starting look, right, as the number two with OG yes. as the three and Siakam yep. as the four and Gasol as the five. And yep. Terrence Davis would be the sixth man off the bench with with yep. uh, Serge Ibaka. So I, yep. I like that tandem. I like that bench strength and depth much better than the Celtics. And again, this is what I think is going to be the key factor of the, the Raptors being able to pull this one out. Now, I'm not predicting that necessarily. I'm just saying if the Raptors are going to use an advantage, it's their bench. You're not you're not necessarily predicting that, eh? I'm not. I'm, all right, well... All right. Well, I know, there, I know. I know. We'll get. I know. We'll get to it. I'm well, just. Is there anything I'm, you else you want to say about the Nets series before we uh, get there? Um, no. I, I do. I do want to say kudos to the Nets. Somebody should check in on expert Nets <laughs> analyst on Twitter. He's probably on. He's probably. <laughs> I I don't know if he's deactivated his Twitter. He he made it to freezing cold takes. Oh, he uh, did. Yeah, he did. So um, when when he said when he sent out the tweet saying. Um, that the Nets are two and zero lifetime against the Raptors. Yeah, uh, I don't understand why this wouldn't be different this time around. Why they're not favored? You, un- I, yeah, I, I hope my guy expert, my expert and analyst. I hope you understand why we are favored now. We're dropping 150 on your dookie ass team. Get out of here, bro. Wilson uh, Chandler. I, I do. Wilson Chandler. Yeah, that that tweet killed me. 
it, if we had Wilson Chandler, we would have won in six. That's what immediately made me think this guy must be fucking with us. He's trolling. He's yeah. got it. Like we've He's had, me be. and you have experienced a few trollers in, in together in a tandem, and um, that guy was. I, I don't know if he was just that delusional or mm. trolling. I can't. He's, I can't figure it out. But I'd like to say he's trolling. There, I, I hope so, because if you legitimately think that, then you're no expert analyst, my guy. I'm sorry, but I, I agree. Um, look, enjoy enjoy the future of the Nets. Like the Nets have a promising future with the return of KD and Kyrie. I do not think KD is going to be the same player returning. Um, hot take: No one ever really comes back from an Achilles injury to be the same. So and this, he's and he's older. So this just in. Okay, so I got uh, a text from one of my friends who's a Celtics fan. Uh, Game one, Thursday. Game two, Saturday. Game three, Monday. Game four, Wednesday. Game five, if possible, Friday. Game six, if possible, Sunday. Game seven, Tuesday. So the bottom line, if you're going to get anything out of that, game one starts Thursday, August 27th, this coming Thursday, which gives Kyle Lowry plenty of time to rest that ankle up, if need be. So they're they're gonna they're gonna start round two games before round one's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've seen that with the, the NHL did that too, in their in their series. Interesting. Yeah. Trying to get. Um. It yeah, they're they're just, they're trying to I guess limit like, expo- like exposure. Like the guys can't be sitting in their hotel rooms for like a week not playing. So right. I, I kind of get that. Um. Okay. Thursday. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of wishing it was postponed a little bit more, more for Lowry's sake. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wish it was starting next week, to be honest. But Thursday is still fine. Like, that's still good for him. I could see him, and depending on how bad this is, I could see him missing game one or coming back on game one with, like, a 20-minute minute restriction. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't be disappointed, Raptors fans, if that happens. I think that we are in a prime position depth-wise to fulfill that for a game or two should we need that. Uh, Kyle Lowry is going to have to get reps in him, and and I think that depending on what game he returns in, some type of minutes restriction will be enforced because you don't want him to go out, get gassed, and absolutely tear something. It's the last thing you want. Ankle injuries, that's what supports your legs, which is what basketball players rely on a ton. Uh, we have to be very careful with this. Uh, so handle this with kitty gloves, please. Or mittens, like last year's or, playoffs. Or, or mittens. Yes. Or mittens. Yeah, um, but anyways, um, to wrap up my thought, next fans, you have a bright future ahead. Um, I, th- I think you'll be a good powerhouse team for a couple of years. Uh, not saying you might not saying you're the favorite to win the NBA finals all the time, but you will be a contender in the East for a couple of years. So all right. take from that what you want. Let's uh, let's put a bow on this episode by giving our thoughts on how the, the Celtic series will go in terms of the victor and how many games. So, like I said, I think this is uh, one of those series that will go the distance. Um, I think we've been waiting for this, as I mentioned, for a very long time. And these fan bases have been bickering at each other on Twitter for years now. Um, Everybody knows that I live in New England. If you're listening to the show, you should know that by now. Um, Or if this is your first time, welcome. Yes. You live in New England. Yes, I live in... (laughs) Hence, 
heads south of the six. South of the six. I live in enemy territory. Been a Raptors fan forever. So this is if this was a non-pandemic situation, I'd be broke as a joke right now because I'd be going to every single game at TD. Um, oh, but I, I, I'm kind of, kind of glad that I get to watch it just in the comfort of my own home, so I don't have to deal with the people around me. Um, and given the fact that we're still not necessarily socializing with a bunch of people, I don't have to have people in my house and you know ragging on me. It should things yeah. go wrong. Um, yeah. But having said that, I think if I'm going to put an official stamp on this, I think this is going to go seven. I just talked up the Raptors bench. I just talked up the strength that the Raptors could have in that regard. I'm not going to take anything away from the Celtics starting lineup. I do believe in the talent of Jason Tatum. I think he's going to be a generational talent. I really do believe that. I do too. Um, Jalen Brown is better than I anticipated. I am on record on the show. If you dig back way into the archives, I've said I believe Norman Powell will be better than Jalen Brown. That's still kind of a debate right now, but I do think Jalen Brown has a slight edge in that regard. Hey, hey I brought up Jalen Brown the other the other day. Yeah, I'm just saying the other the other week coming into the playoffs, you did? he could be a he could be a problem. He's, Anyways, continue. He's a problem. Um, Kemba versus Kyle, assuming both healthy, and if we're not going to do that, Kemba versus Fred. Um, I kind of consider that a wash. I I think there. I think Fred has a little bit more aggression to the rim and finishes a little bit better. Um, the the drives uh and creating space to the basket is something that I don't know that Kemba Walker possesses, but he's still a dangerous scorer and he's nothing to be, you know, just scoffing at. So I'll consider that a wash. Uh I do think the Raptors have the advantage in terms of the passing ability, the rebounding ability with Marcus Hall over Tice. I think the three point shooting also is a wash depending on where they're setting up. And I don't know that I necessarily feel comfortable with Gasol launching a bunch of threes. I'd rather have him just stick down there in the paint to fight for rebounds. It's tough. It's really tough to predict this, but again, if I'm I have to I have to follow my gut here. I'm going Raptors in seven simply because of their bench. I would be so fucking disappointed in you if you said Celtics. No, I, I would wouldn't. be so I would be so disappointed in you. I'd be like, you are brainwashed <laughs> by the by the good people of New England. No, um, look, I I think that um, I think that the Celtics starting lineup is better than the Raptors starting lineup. I do with uh, Kyle Lowry healthy. Okay, so okay, so here I'll I'll bring it down this way. Um, if if you're gonna do our traditional starting five versus theirs, okay, minus Hayward. Um, yeah, I, okay, yeah. See, yeah, you have to because we know Hayward. Hayward's gone. Gone, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it could be a wash then. So I would take Lowry over Walker. Um, then Freddie over Marcus Smart. Um, you got to take. Yeah, you got to take Jalen. Yeah. Uh, you got to take Jason Tatum over pascal and um oh right now yes i, I don't disagree times, yes. i don't disagree yeah. oh yeah. oh i thought oh i thought i thought i saw you kind of like no no I, don't disagree. I was like no 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 yeah no especially um, with siakam's playoff performances this hasn't been bad it's just jason tatum's has been better yeah jason tatum's been better um and the center position goes to the raptors so i guess yes. like so so in my head i'm still thinking hayward because that might change things a little bit um because if you slot jalen brown up to um the two you, and then and then hayward and og are, are i i think hayward offers a little bit more offensive upside whereas og obviously is a lot better on defense so that yes. would be more debatable and then yeah. and then it becomes more even um so i'll I'll, ret- I'll retract that um raptors starting lineup 
yeah, I, I would say it's fairly even. Uh, the big the big factor is going to be the big men. The big mm-hmm. factor is going to be the big men and the boards. And if the Raptors can do what they should do in terms of the center position and getting the rebounds, I don't think that there's going to be much of a problem, especially with that bench. That bench, to me, is going to outscore their bench by 20 to 30. Right. <laughs> like, I, th- I think it's going to be that type of, of onslaught. I don't see much support from the bench of the Celtics, maybe 15 to 20 points a night. You can expect from that bench, whereas the starting lineup's got to give you 100. Whereas the Raptors starting lineup can give you 80, and your bench can give you 40, 45. Mm-hmm. Right? And or 100. To me, that's, that's the key. Or, or 100. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, or you could just throw a nice little 100. So, yeah, I, it's, it's Raptors in six, and I don't think it goes more than that. Wow. That's confident. I don't. I don't think this this Celtics team to me, I know we haven't looked great against them this year. I know that. I'll be the first to say that the that the Celtics have kind of had her number this year. But the Raptors look fantastic against Cleveland back in the day in the regular season, sweeping them in the regular season and and uh, when when LeBron James was there. And when the championship mentality came out against a young Raptors team, they knew what they had to do, and they stomped on the neck, and they and they killed them. That was it. The LeBron toe came up, and that was that. The Celtics are a young team. Um, they have some playoff experience, but are still, in comparison to the Raptors, inexperienced. I think the Raptors know what they need to do. Nick Nurse is a and Nick Nurse is a factor here too. Like Brad Stevens is a good coach. Nick Nurse is a better coach. Yes. Just one coach of the year, right? Like we like he him him and his team. Of assistant coaches, Adrian Griffin, uh, Nate, uh, um, yes. Bjork, Bjork, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So those guys have done a fantastic job with this team. So I have more confidence in the coaching staff. I have more confidence in the bench. Starters to me are a wash. Um, the passing ability I'll give to the Raptors. Three point shooting I'll give to the Raptors. Defense I'll give to the Raptors. Hmm. Um, uh, boards I'll get to the Raptors. So like there, there's just there's these factors start to come in, and that's why I don't think this goes more than six. I'll take Raptors in six. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I I don't. I guess maybe it's just the fear of the region because I'm I'm so inundated with these fans, and I starting tomorrow, dude. Once I go into that office, it's oh, it's no. going to be laid on thick, and I I gotta. For this series, I, I'm going to keep the slander at a minimum. I really am because this is the type of series, even though I'm predicting a Raptors win, this is the type of series that you don't want to put a lot of receipts out there. You really don't because you, no. can, you can live with it when it comes to Cleveland fans. You can live with that. <laughs> yes. When it comes to this, we've been waiting for this for decades. Decades we've been waiting for this. We don't need to give Celtics fans any receipts. We really don't. And so I, take, I, I say take this one with grace. Really, just staying in in you know your own element when it comes to tweeting about this game. If you guys want to talk shit, to Celtics fans, God bless you. Um, <laughs> if this was a regular season game, I would. But now, when yeah. you know things are on the line right here, I I'm gonna just toe the line and just tweet out when during games. I I don't feel comfortable offering slander because I re- I do fear a, a sort of jinxing aspect when it comes to this series. You don't want to end up on freezing cold takes? Absolutely not. You don't Absolutely want to be not. expert net analyst? Nope. <laughs> no? No, I don't. No, I well, don't. I, 
I I thought I thought everybody loved that guy. Okay, well I uh, guess not. Well, well he he's <laughs> he's no longer an expert, clearly. So no, you know I hope he changes his name to like mediocre Nets analyst or yeah. something because like there's no Nets expert fan. in there anymore. Yeah, yeah, Nets fan. Just a Nets <laughs> fan. Um. All right, so there you go. Connor says in six, I say in seven. Either way, this is going uh, to be a long series, and it's going to be stressful. We enjoyed these first four games. Everybody tweeted out, so nice not to worry about Raptors playoff games, and you're right. Now it starts, right? And if we get through this, more than likely we're going to face Milwaukee. If we don't face Milwaukee, that means more than likely we're going to face Miami, right? I'm thinking they're going to take that series. Yeah. Both of those are going to be equally as stressful because Miami is the Spider-Man meme pointing at the Raptors. They're very equal in talent, and we know what yes. Jimmy Butler can do. And Milwaukee, we already know that they have Giannis, they have the machine, so it really is going to going to be one of those series that we're going to be trembling over. I really do believe that, but is, we got to get through this first. Is it is it weird after seeing the bubble that I would be more worried about facing Miami than I would against Milwaukee? Do you think that 76ers fans said the same thing about Orlando because they took game one against us last year? Maybe. But you know I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not just looking at that series. I'm looking at the Bucks as a whole in this bubble. Mm. Five and five. Okay? In their, in their whole spectrum of work, they're five and five. Middleton has had his playoff performance arise. His playoff Middleton is up. He's got his two points a game. Like, you're supposed to be that second star, and you never show up. And I got I, I put that on Bucks Twitter. I found something, and I started... Because someone was, like, posting about who's better, Middleton or Siakam. And I'm like, why is this even a question? It's not even close. And it was, it, was on, it was on a Bucks page, and Siakam got more votes. Yeah. <laughs> and... And and I'm like, you can't be serious. I'm like, Middleton doesn't show up in playoffs. And I had all these Bucks fans going, well, I saw Tree shows up. He's a good player. He's a good second starter to, to, to Giannis. And I'm like, this guy is trash in the playoffs. Like he yeah. can have good he can have good regular season performances, but he's a ghost in the playoffs. Eric Bledsoe, ghost in the playoffs. Like you you're relying on Brooke Lopez to be a second the second guy essentially for you, and that's really bad. So um, Giannis petrifies me more than anybody i think right now the biggest the biggest person or the biggest threat to anybody right now is luka Doncic. oh yeah i think that man is a man on a mission he's in and the zone. he's he's in a zone no no porzingis today by the way i know this is a raptors pod but no porzingis today and they still end up winning a down 20 plus yeah to the clippers uh fantastic uh i i want i want to see the series go the distance i want to see it go because i think a game seven between those two teams would be unbelievable oh yeah so um dallas is a team on the rise too they they scare me they get a third they get a third star they get a bradley beal and they're a top team in the in the league oh yeah oh yeah Uh, yeah so um yeah i mean i'm i think i think that miami is as a team is a little bit better right now i just think that they're clicking more yeah. So um, I'm taking a, a look at the whole body of work, and obviously you can't underestimate what Jimmy Butler can do in the playoffs. I know I I know I talk a lot of slander and shit about Jimmy Butler. Um, I know that you like him a lot more than I do, but I will always say I've experienced it firsthand. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, and seeing him with the Bulls, anyways, just Jimmy Butler is a Raptors killer. Absolutely. Like that that is that is what it is. And if you don't think so, then you haven't watched Jimmy Butler play the Toronto Raptors. I'm sorry. 
Um, that guy scares me. Bam Adebayo would be a really tough matchup against our bigs. Um, I know that our bigs are good defensively, but uh, just being the young, strong bull that Bam Adebayo is against the the older guys like Gasol, Ibaka might be able to handle him a little bit more, but Adebayo is still a bit bigger. Yeah. So um, that would be a tough matchup. I think we get bodied on the boards a little bit uh, in terms of that game. So, um, and and Miami has shooters. Like Miami has Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn. Like they can shoot. They can shoot the ball. So uh, in terms of that, they've they've done a good job surrounding that team with talented pieces. Whereas Milwaukee is very top heavy. Hmm. And if one of those pieces don't come to play, you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, not not saying that I don't think that Milwaukee wouldn't beat Miami in a series. I think that series would go seven, to be honest, if they matched up. I think it would be a very, very good series. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I, I would I think personally I'd be more scared playing Miami than I would Milwaukee right now today. Just seeing what I've seen in the bubble. All right. The- All right. Well, look, we got to get there first. Right, and we got. Oh, absolutely. We got to yeah. be. We got to beat the Celtics. So, uh, yes. c- consider this uh, your round one uh, recap and your round two preview. Um, Connor, I, I don't know uh, what your availability is looking like, but I would like to do this um, at, at sometime after yeah, game one. So, if you're good. so let me let me just type up and see. Yeah. I'll talk to my secretary. Hold on. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> are we good? We're good for. Yeah. Can you confirm? Okay, yeah, yeah, my yeah, we're good. You don't have a meeting with Masai? We don't have that meeting with Masai <laughs> yet, right? No? Okay, good. Oh, that that's the week after. Oh, okay. okay. No, it's it's the week after. Yeah, we're after. good. All right, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll tell I'll tell him to wait though. If we if we get like course. caught up in it, I'll yeah. tell him just like hold off. I guess so with the six pod. And he knows he's avid subscriber, so he'll, he'll understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Connor and I will be bringing you some uh, some coverage during this series. Um, yeah. So I, look, if you guys are confident with what's going on with the, the Raptors heading against the Celtics, more power to you. I'm trembling, and maybe he doesn't really come across in this recording, but I am trembling. But I will not. There you go. North over everything. Connor's throwing it up to the screen right now. Look. I am not going to back out on, on our squad. I'm not going to stray away from them. I'm still saying Raptors in seven. So uh, let's get this dub. Let's get this round two out of the way. Let's get the, the, the debate settled with the Raptors versus Celtics slander on Twitter, and let's come out on top. So until then, Connor, you know what the deal is. Your time to shine, bro. Promoting uh-huh. everything you got going on, buddy. Good. All right. You can find me on Twitter at T-O underscore sports views. Uh, you can check out the podcast, the TSV podcast. Um, last podcast I did was a, uh, it was not a basketball podcast. It was a solo podcast recapping the disappointing, yet again, disappointing season in Leafs land and what this means for the Toronto Maple Leafs moving forward. Uh, what I would do, just some a recap of everything and just my epic disappointment yet again. You know the sign that, people use as a meme where it's like my expectations for you were low but holy fuck yeah have you seen that that yes. is that that is that is what i think of the trauma about the Leafs. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time i go into the playoffs I'm like you know what like just win a series and like they they should they should be so much better than that and they just they the the leafs and the okay so i'll put it to you this way you're not a huge you're not a hockey fan not so at all. no i'll put it to you in basketball terms the leafs are like the sixers Oof. 
Oof. The Leafs are like the Sixers. Okay. Like, I, like, like all the talent on paper hmm. and can't get it done. Like, the expectations are to be first. The expectations are uh, running, running the table, going through the East, getting to the NBA Finals, or in this case, Stanley Cup Finals, and first round out bounced. They, that is that is my closest comparable I have. So um, if you want to check that out and just listen to me kind of ramble on about that stuff, give it a listen. If you're there, I'd appreciate just leaving a like rating. Uh, subscribe if you're if you're new to that. Um, and while you're doing that and listening to this podcast, obviously as well, you should do the same for the South of the Six podcast. I know it it would mean a lot to Adam. Um, you'll see it right there in, in your little in your little podcatcher feed, wherever you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere. Uh, if you have the option to make sure you leave it a like, subscribe, give some feedback to both of us. Let us know what you like to hear. Uh, let us know uh, what what you don't like to hear. Like it's good to know both those things too, so that way we can tailor it to what you guys want. Um, Adam, it's always been it's always been a, a pleasure, as always, to be on here with you. I'm I'm excited to continue covering Raptors playoff basketball uh, in August, uh, going into September. What a time! Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe we do these uh, maybe we do series recaps a little bit more until we get to the NBA Finals and then recap the NBA Finals, right? Let's do it. Let's right? do it. And look. Let's- Hey, everything Connor just mentioned will be in the description of this show, so I highly recommend subscribing to the TSB podcast, as well as following Connor on Twitter. Always, always good interactions with him when it comes to Raptors, Blue Jays, Toronto, Maple Leafs as well. Um, Again, I'm not really into the Maple Leafs, but when it comes to Blue Jays coverage and Raptors coverage, he's your guy. So, uh, look, let's get to the championship, but we got to win this round too, so let's just do it. So, uh, hey, man, until next time, thanks for hopping on. Have me. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.